0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the Gamecocks podcast, on the internet. Today is Tuesday, January the 26th, 2021. And on today's show, We continue along with the season preview series, guys, for Gamecocks Baseball today. I'm talking South Carolina's first baseman heading into the 2021 baseball season. I'll talk key losses, who's back, most approved, best overall. Season will be successful if, and give my overall grade for the Gamecocks first baseman as we sit just 24 days away From opening day, guys, we've got a packed show. It's all brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service. They bring care and attention other companies can't offer because they're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. Guys, service is what separates Upstate Movers Group from the competition. They're not a trucking company, by the way. They are a moving services company, and they're also employee-owned co-op, guys. Their movers are paid twice the industry average, and everyone on the crew is just invested in the success of the project as you are. They have dedicated professional crew members, and they also offer black glove service, guys. They offer end-to-end packing services, custom creating and packaging for special items, and cleaning services as well. They're founded by Greenville natives and University of South Carolina alumni, guys, so a Gamecock owned small business. They also offer 20 years of project management moving experience, and they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies simply do not have the skills for. Guys, whether you're in the upstate or across the state of South Carolina, if you have any moving needs in 2021, be sure to check out our friends over at Upstate. Movers Group. You can find them on social media at Upstate Movers Group. And of course, their website, if you have any further questions, Upstate Movers Group.com. That is Upstate Movers Group.com. The show's also brought to you by our friends over at My Bookie Guys. It's that time of year. Hey, we've got a Super Bowl coming up. Bucks and Chiefs. Tom Brady looks to take down the Chiefs who look to defend their Super Bowl title. But it's that time of year. Divisions are decided. Champions are crowned. Legends are bored. It's time for the NFL playoffs, right? You guys have waited and watched all year long as your team either rose to the top or fell to the bottom, but now it's your turn to win big. Listen, everybody needs a book to bet on the Super Bowl on. Everybody bets on the Super Bowl. Even if you're not a gambler, you bet on the Super Bowl in some capacity, right? You've heard the name also, and it's just about everywhere My Bookie. They're the industry's leading online sports book and casino. And it's not hard to understand why, with thousands of lines to bet on all your favorite sports. NFL, NBA, college ball, check, check, and check. MMA and soccer, hey, they've got that too. They've got all the latest odds, period. Guys, you can take advantage of MyBookie's prop builder and live in-game betting where every single run, throw, and touchdown is another chance for you to put cash in your pocket. Guys, you can visit their mobile-friendly website today and get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000 all by just using the promo code GAMECOX. That's promo code GAMECOX when you make your first Deposit And, guys, the best part is this. They make it simple with a variety of ways to deposit, including credit card, bank transfer, Bitcoin, and more. And, guys, whether you're at home or on the go on your laptop or on your phone, it's never too late to make your New Year's resolution a resolution to get paid, bet, win, and get paid at MyBookie. Let's get it. Yo, what is up, guys? Happy Tuesday. I'm Chris Philp. Shows the Spurs Up Show as always. Appreciate you guys tuning in. got a pack. show, like I told you guys last week, anytime we are kicking the podcast off and leading the podcast, and really the entire topic of the podcast, anytime it's baseball-related, you know... That makes me smile a little bit. So, again, guys, appreciate you tuning in. We're talking specifically Gamecocks baseball today. Again, as we continue along with the season preview series, we're now just 24 days away from opening day. And that, my friends, excites me. Got a lot to dive into, a lot to get into. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into Actually, first things first, I want to let you guys know. uh, Announce this later on Monday. We will be having a watch party Saturday for the South Carolina Vanderbilt basketball game. So if you're around Columbia, it's going to be at Republic Beer Garden and Kitchen. As you guys know, we tried to do this a few weeks ago, but the South Carolina game got postponed due to COVID. So fingers crossed, nothing crazy like that happens again. But again, watch party this Saturday, Vanderbilt game tip-off is at 8.30. Doors open at Republic at eleven. I'll probably be getting there around seven o'clock. Planning on doing the live pregame show, the Daily Crow pregame show from seven thirty to eight, and then, like I said, tip off is at eight thirty. So again, come on out, Republic Beer Garden and Kitchen in the Vista. It's at the old Flying Saucer spot. If you guys know where that is, it's literally right there in the Vista. Fantastic venue, great people, great food, great drinks. And again, guys, the venue. Is awesome. They got pool tables. They got TVs everywhere. It is a really, really nice setup. So again, this Saturday, South Carolina Vandy tip off at 830 watch party at Republic Beer Garden and Kitchen in the Vista. Be sure to come check it out. It's going to be the must be spot to watch this game. But all right, without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into it. We're talking Gamecocks baseball today here on a Tuesday. We're continuing along with the position unit previews talking about South Carolina's first baseman. Heading into the 2021 season. Now, this position is really interesting, and it'll get you excited for this lineup, if nothing else. Because you talk about first, let's go ahead and jump into key losses. Who are the key losses here? I mean, really, who did you lose? You know, I listed Bryant Bowen and Dallas Beaver as two losses for this position. But really, I mean, those guys didn't even really play first base all that much. You saw Dallas Beaver more so in the DH role. It was obviously a catcher. Played a little bit of third, and then Bryant Bowen. He did slide over there a few times to play first, but mainly those two guys were DH guys. So you really don't lose anything from the first base spot. And also, when you look at those guys' numbers, you know, all due respect to Beaver and Bowen, but Beaver guy hit 256, uh, zero homers, four RBIs, and then Bowen hit 229 and had two homers and seven rubies. So, I mean, again, in a shortened season, of course, but you're not losing a ton of production. From this position. And the reason that is, is because who is back is the man that manned this position all season long last year for South Ghana. 16 games played, 16 games started, led his team, not only the team, but the SEC in home runs with eight when the season was called. And of course, I'm talking about Wes Clark. He leads this group amongst the returners. You also add in some new guys that I've got to talk about. Again, they're not necessarily back, but these new dudes we have to mention. Joe Satterfield and David Mendham, guys. Joe Satterfield and David Mendham, two dudes that we've heard a lot about this offseason. Two big-time power bats from the left side. And you ask yourself, Chris, how in the world would Wes Clark not be starting at first base this season? After the type of season he gave you you may actually see one of these two guys take the job, and more so for defensive purposes. Mendham and uh, Satterfield, both really, really good defensive options, but big-time bashers. And, of course, in college baseball and for South Carolina specifically, it's all about getting the nine best bats in the lineup. If you can hit, you're going to play in college baseball. That's just bottom line. So if Wes Clark's got a slide of DH or Mendham's got a slide of DH and West Clark stays in the field, whatever it is, these are all names you're going to hear a ton. Mendham, Satterfield, and Clark, you're going to hear all three of these names a ton. The common theme here with this position is this, guys. These are big-time, mature veteran hitter power bats. Power, power, power. Lots of home run potential. We should see a lot of home runs come out of this trio. Again, I know D1Baseball.com, they actually put up their projected lineup for South SouthCon already, and they have David Mendham starting at first base, and Wes Clark manning the duties um, at the DH role. Again, does it really matter? I, I don't think so. As long as you're getting these bats in there, that's what's most important. You take a look at a guy like Satterfield, he may play a different position, but he's a guy that can play really anywhere. He's a grad transfer from Elon. Um, really, really good line drive hitter, switch hitter, actually. And South is not really heavy right now on the left-handed bats. And again, that's what Mendham and Satterfield both give you. Wes Clark, obviously, a really big body right-handed hitter. But you feel good. About where you are with this position right here. With Wes Clark coming back, if nothing else, I think the future, at least this year, of the first base position is in really, really good hands. I mean, again, you're literally talking about the guy had in 16 games, he had eight home runs. And these were, this was his, this was his stat line last year. Wes Clark hit 286, eight homers, 22 RBIs, 714 slugging percentage, 15 strikeouts, which is, not terrible. I mean, it could be better, but it's not terrible. Especially for a power hitter. The thing you love about West Clark's game, guys, he's got a very short, compact, flat, level swing, which makes there's not a whole lot of swing and miss in his game. But again, more so, I'd love just the just the the short swing, the quick to the ball approach. Throws his hands at the baseball. It's not a really long swing, which makes him a really really tough out, even when he's not hitting home runs. Also drew eight walks last year. So, again, you feel really good about this position this year. But moving into the most to prove, I talked about Satterfield and Mendham, and I couldn't really pick one of them, guys, so I'm going both. David Mendham and Joe Satterfield, to me, have the most to prove. I didn't mention it earlier, but David Mendham, coming from – he's also a transfer coming from Connor State Junior College in Oklahoma. That Oklahoma pipeline continues to roll through for South Carolina. He's a third-year sophomore. So we're talking a guy who talking about a guy who is a – a veteran bat, if you will. You know, obviously in baseball, when these guys come from JUCO, you know, you love getting these JUCO players in there because they're much more seasoned than your true freshman. And, yeah, we've seen Mark Kingston use the heck out of some JUCO guys. I mean, South Carolina has not been shy when it has come to the JUCO market for baseball talent. I think Mendham could be that guy. Joe Satterford, obviously, again, the grad transfer coming from Elon. We've heard a lot of great things About these two guys. And again, I I have people literally telling me in my ear to say, Chris, I think Satterfield's probably going to be your opening day first baseman, or at least one of these two guys will be the opening day first baseman in the field. Now, again, Wes Clark is going to be in the lineup, folks. I'm going to tell you that right now. Wes Clark will be in the lineup, whether it's at DH, whether it's in the field, he is going to be one of the nine guys in your lineup on opening day, probably in the four hole. But when I look at Mendham and I look at Satterfield, they have the most to prove to me because, again, they have not done it in the SEC. It's one thing to do it at Juco. It's one thing to do it at Elon. And taking nothing away from these guys' past experiences and their numbers, for sure. Because if you're a damn good ball player, you're a damn good ball player, bottom line. But you just wonder, what do you get from these newcomers? Again, the, the, the pressures of playing in the SEC, playing SEC baseball, some guys can handle it, and some guys just simply can't. You know, we, were, we all had really high expectations last year as well for Bryant Bowen and Dallas Beaver. And who knows, they might have flourished last year. They might have come into their own and, and come on strong. But I think you saw both of those guys. There was certainly an adjustment. There was a major adjustment for both guys. Two guys who were both in their own rights, big-time power bats. But there was an adjustment. So you know there's going to be some sort of an adjustment period for both Mendham and Satterfield. How long is that adjustment? How quickly can those guys become – everyday contributors for South Carolina. Cause again, it's two big time power bats. And here's the kicker. Both guys that are lefty bats can be lefty bats in that lineup. Cause you look right now, your lineup is very righty heavy. You'd like to mix it up and switch it up a little bit and get some left handers in there. Minimum Satterfield both provide you that valuable of a stick. Let's move to best overall guys. And again, it's no secret. It's West Clark. And until further notice for me, it's West Clark. I mean, we're talking about a guy again, eight home runs last year, I really think this dude, this guy's. I think West Clark could lead the SEC in home runs. Like I, I think West Clark is the next big power bat to come through Columbia. You know, South Carolina's been. You know what he kind of reminds me of? West Clark kind of reminds me of like a Phil Disher. He he really does. When I see West Clark and his approach and his game, very very much similar to Phil Disher. Who, if you don't know who Phil Disher is played the mid to late 2000s, was part of that murderer's row with Justin Smoke and Reese Havens and James Darnell and Robbie Grindstaff, and and just you kept going down one through nine. These dudes were Travis Jones. These dudes were bashers back in the day, those teams that set records in Columbia for offensive output. West Clark, to me, is like the next big-time power hitter to roll through Columbia. That's how I view him. Again, I, I think West Clark can be a guy certainly – that could lead South on his team in home runs yet again. I think he could lead the SEC again, guys. I, I really do. Again, I, I love I love this kid's approach. You know, I got to watch him last summer at the uh, play for the Blowfish. And uh, j- just his overall approach, man, really short to the baseball, short, compact swing, which, again, makes him a really, really tough out. Even when he's not hitting home runs, Wes Clark is normally burying the, bar- barreling the baseball up. He's normally catching on the barrel. He's normally making really solid contact. And again, we're talking, about out of, we're talking about a guy in Wes Clark that's going to lead this lineup. There's no question. I mean, this is a power-heavy lineup, and you guys are going to see that and hear about that, and I'm going to talk about that as we go through breaking down each and every single position unit. Okay, It's a power lineup, no question. Wes Clark is basically, I think he's your leader in that. He is the guy you're going to look to. We need a big two-run, three-run homer. You know what I mean? I, I think you're going to see a very classic South of baseball lineup this year. And Wes Clark is going to be one of those dudes that is leading the charge. Let's move into season will be successful. If guys, and I, I sort of just mentioned it, but for me, you, you take a look at what the numbers were when the season got postponed or got canceled, if you will, last year, when you take a look at what the numbers were last year for Gamecock baseball and specifically Wes Clark. Eight home runs in 16 games. South Carolina was just about to start SEC play, okay. And we all know the competition bumps itself up when you go from the non-conference to SEC play. No questions asked. With that being said, I think the season will be successful if West Clark hits 15 plus home runs this year. And dude, I think West Clark could hit 20. Like I, I really do. I think West Clark could be a 20 home run guy for this team. I think 15 is is. More than reasonable to expect. I mean, the guy had eight in 16 games, guys. And heck, it's not like he was like on some crazy hot streak hitting like 450, and he was hitting 286. I mean, eight home runs and 56 at bats. So like, I, I I, think I think that West Clark can sustain those numbers and improve on those numbers. And again, you have to think, the progression from last year to this year. Guy's a better hitter. Guy's a, a flat-out better hitter. Now, do I expect Wes Clark to see a ton of fastballs? Yeah, probably not. But when you think of the lineup he's in, pick your poison, right? So I, I think Wes Clark, if he can hit 15-plus home runs, which, again, I think is is very well in reason. I think this position as a whole, you know, when you, when you factor in Mendham and Satterfield, phew, I think those guys could hit a combined – I mean, you, we could see 30, 35 home runs. From South Carolina's first baseman. Uh, honestly, this is a this is a big time power group. This is a big time power group. It's going to be a huge factor in South Carolina's lineup and their offensive output this season. So again, for me, guys, season will be successful if we West Clark hits 15 plus bombs. I think he can be a 20 plus homer guy. I think he can lead the SEC in home runs pick up right where you left off last year overall great for these guys guys as you can tell I'm I'm very high on the first baseman I I am very high on the first baseman again when you have a guy when you have a returner like Wes Clark you really like where you are at the position again I know the inexperience of Mendham and Satterfield is something that maybe as a fan you could raise an eyebrow to but these guys from all accounts from everything we've heard are ready to be at this level and contribute and be big-time ball players to Gamecocks, I'm giving the overall grade for the first baseman an A. I, I really do. And even if we were just talking about Wes Clark, guys, that's the thing. Even if we were just talking about Wes Clark, Wes Clark is an all-conference, all-American caliber player. Bottom line. All-American, all, 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 all-conference caliber player. The next great Gamecocks power bat that we've seen roll through Columbia. Seriously, genuinely. So um, you combine that with Mendham and Satterfield and the flexibility they bring and bringing in some power lefty bats. I feel really good about this first base position. Give me the overall grade. An A, again, like I said, for the first baseman. Um, This should be a fun group to watch. I mean, it's literally, to me, between Clark, Satterfield, and Mendham going to be a competition of who can hit the most bombs. I mean, it's going to give, I think it's going to give fans big-time vibes to, again, the mid-to-late 2000s when you just had power bat after power bat after power bat. I, I don't think that's too bold to say. Like, I, I really don't think that's too bold to say. I think this this group of dudes – have and, and I, I didn't talk about much defensively either, but I think you're fine defensively at all three, all three spots. I thought West Clark defensively played a solid first base last year. I mean, listen, is he going to win a gold glove or anything? Probably not. But, uh, no, you have three solid options for sure at the first base position. I I have no concerns when it comes to defensively. But the bats, the bats are really what excites you here. And, again, that's why I'm giving the overall grade an A for these guys. So, really excited to watch these guys play. So, again, hey, that's going to do it for the Tuesday show, guys. Kind of a brief one. But, hey, get to talk Gamecock baseball. You can never complain there. But, again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Again, quick reminder – Podcast Daily Crow all week, but pregame shows on Wednesday and Saturday for basketball, and of course the watch party Saturday at Republic Beer Garden and Kitchen, guys. If you're in Columbia, you're around the area. Like I said, I'll probably get in there about six thirty or seven. I'm gonna do the pregame show seven thirty to eight, and then tip off is at eight thirty in Republic Beer Garden and Kitchen, the old Flying Saucer spot in the Vista. Phenomenal venue, great people, uh, great food and drink, and it's gonna be a great time. So be sure to come check it out, guys. Um, We'll have a blast this weekend. But again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks so much.
2: mypatriotsupply.com